Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. COVID-19 has come for the Lakers. Two more in the COVID protocols, including Russell Westbrook and Avery Bradley. The Lakers are short on guards. They made a move to try to fix that problem, at least temporarily. All of that and more coming up on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day. Monday through Friday, we post a fresh podcast uh, at Locked On Lakers, which you can find everywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate you making us your first listen. Make another Locked On podcast your next listen after us. want to let you know as well that Friday's episode of Locked On Lakers is brought to you by Truebill. It's the new app that saves you uh, money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. So, um, We'll try to get to some happy news. Uh, you know the the shine and the excitement of Austin Reeves' game winner uh, against the Mavs on Wednesday. Uh, some signs of life for the Lakers overall over the last ten games. Uh, but unfortunately, Andy, the news of Thursday not as good, not as fun, no, not as happy, no. Um, Not even a little bit. Uh, The Lakers uh, ended up, uh, it was announced on Thursday that Russell Westbrook and then very quickly afterwards, news got out that Avery Bradley have both entered the uh, health and safety protocols uh, related to COVID. Um, I I have not heard anything in terms of either one of them with being asymptomatic or symptomatic. Um, I know Russell Westbrook had COVID before, so if nothing else, this has to be incredibly frustrating for him. Yes. Um, but he had the, it last, the, yes, he did in fact have it before. Right. So the, the, he had it heading into the bubble, I believe. So the, mm-hmm. the actual um, details on this, I'm sure we'll learn more as it goes along. But, you know, the Lakers have had already THT, Malik Monk, <laughs> Dwight Howard in there. Um, they've had Phil Handy in there, Bill, Bill McDonald, who uh, does the, TV the broadcast. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just been. An absolute mess, and the Lakers are not alone in this regard. This has become an issue around the league, but you know when it rains, it pours, and right now the Lakers are in a storm. Right, and I, and I think the the expectation probably is inside. I would say inside the building, they're on the road, um, inside the proverbial building, uh, in this case, a hotel. That more inside the Zoom tests- as they all talk back and forth. <laughs> In hopefully socially distanced, that more positive tests are probably going to come. That seems to have been the pattern around the league, whether you're talking about the Bulls or you know the the Nets uh, are are dealing this right now, or across other sports where you know the Cleveland Browns have a bunch of people inside the protocols and the Rams have a bunch of people in the protocols. The Rams is insane. Yes, I think it's something like sixteen players. They they. And then, ooh. And the Calgary Flames, the that's a hockey team for those of you who don't pay super close attention. Twenty, and then I haven't looked. Uh, I didn't look on Thursday, um, but as of Thursday morning, they had twenty-seven people in their organization, players, coaches, support personnel in the protocols. Uh, the NHL has had to cancel a bunch of games, so I think they're they're probably expecting um, more more to to come. Uh, rightly so. Um, the the good thing is. Uh, across the NBA, even with this sort of explosion of cases, um, the vaccines seem to be doing their job. Um, 
you know, breakthrough cases are happening, but most of the cases as has been reported, um, I'm not talking about just the Lakers. I'm just talking about league wide with these, these positive tests are asymptomatic or very mild, mild symptomatic, uh, mildly symptomatic cases of COVID, which are both good for everybody's health, but also because these players are vaccinated could theoretically get them back on the court faster. Uh, the Lakers who are also without Kendrick Nunn, as we know, have a need at guard, specifically point guard. They've yes. got one. Uh, Rajon Rondo is the only healthy. Well, LeBron. Like, le, right. Legitimate like point guard. Like somebody yeah. like LeBron yeah. runs the offense. Rajon Rondo is a point guard. Um, to solve that problem, Dave McManaman, ESPN, reporting that the Lakers are going to um, bring in Isaiah Thomas on a 10-day contract, uh, assuming they're granted a hardship exemption by the NBA, which certainly seem like they're a hardship case right now. Um, I mean, my God, if they're, if this doesn't qualify, like I, really what does, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, so let's just assume, um, the, you know, Isaiah Thomas is, it's been a little while since he was an effective, uh, NBA player. You know, obviously his first go around with the Lakers was not super positive. Um, but, in the sense that know, it was not positive in any regard whatsoever? Yeah, I mean, he played 17 games with the Lakers during the 2017-2018 season. He averaged, um, and then, you know, it was, it was with the Pelicans, I guess. I, ironically. After that, you know, ironically, he hasn't been good for a little while. No, his trade to the Lakers uh, opened up space for them to eventually get LeBron and it was widely thought at the time that a big reason that Isaiah Thomas was moved anywhere, much less the Lakers, was that LeBron did not particularly enjoy playing with him. So everything has come very uh, full yep. circle. Painted ponies go up and down. Um, I, it did put up you know forty two points yes. uh, in a G League game earlier this week. I mean he can still score. He's always a scorer, and he says he's healthy and he just wants to be back in the league. We talk about a guy who. Um, you know, I, I think just wants an opportunity to go out of the league on his terms. In terms of a story, the idea of IT coming in and, and contributing to uh, to these Lakers for however long certainly is a good one. Um, I certainly wouldn't expect him to be at all effective defensively, but if he can put up some points, maybe he's got some utility. I also will say this, you know, for anybody who who remembers him. Uh, or doesn't maybe remember him at his peak, remembers more what he was like either with the Lakers or after he kind of fell out of the league. Isaiah Thomas is one of the most remarkable players the league has seen in a long time. The dude averaged 30 points a game. He's like 5'10". I, Do I, mean, I don't even think he's that tall. I'm not tall. sure he's I mean, that tall. You and I were with him in a locker room a lot, you know, standing face-to-face. -face. I'm 5'8", and if I was looking up to Isaiah... It was not by much at all. It would not surprise me at all if he is in reality more like 5'9", 5'8", and he is a slight 5'9", 5'8", on top of it. He's just, he is incredibly quick, and before he really started having all the injuries, just confident in a way that is absolutely mandatory to survive. Five, he's listed at 5'9", you're right, he's right. listed at 5'9". And again, I think that is, you know, with platinum, you know, not they might platinum, have been right. They might have been rounding up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rounding up a couple of inches. But like the the confidence that is required to survive in the NBA at that size and not even just survive as, you know, like a like an Earl Boykins type guy where, you know, it's remarkable that you're in the league, 
but you're not ever somebody you want a scoring title right exactly i mean this is somebody that was legitimately carrying his team through games then on top of it his last season in boston you know he lost his sister during a playoff run, I mean, it was just an incredible Got hurt right before a big con. I mean, just right. It, it, he, he's been was, through a lot. Yeah, he's been through a lot. So the I, it, it would be cool if he came in and and uh, and contributed. I don't. I have no idea what to expect. I uh, don't know when he'll join the team. All of those things are are still very much to be determined. But it's just one of those things. It is worth taking a moment before we talk about sort of the other impacts on the Lakers here. It is worth taking a moment to remember and respect what Isaiah Thomas has accomplished as an NBA player um, because you got to be so good to do that when you're that little in that league. So um, I am pulling for, at the very least, I'm pulling for him. Um, let's talk about what we think this might mean rotation-wise, because it's going to get weird um, for a, a few games at least. And then really, I think this is this becomes a moment where Anthony Davis really got to step up. We'll talk about all that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials were new without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't want need, or just forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions really complicated and hard to cancel, but Truebill makes it simple. Just link your accounts. Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users, and they have helped them save over $100 million collectively. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. So, Andy, we'll try to get back to the Austin Reeves story um, here before the end of the show. But I will say one of the the great moments from Wednesday's game was that one right after every, you know, he hits mm -hmm. that game winner in overtime and everybody's all piled up on top of him, yeah. and rubbing his head and stuff like that. And I got the group photo of that. And it was it was a really heartwarming moment. Um, with all these guys entering the protocols. No, now you know, it just looks like a festering hot zone. Yeah, I mean, do you, I'm not sure Austin Reeves is so cool with you know Avery Bradley rubbing his head like that. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't I don't want to throw blame around, so to speak, but it might be possible that it's Austin Reeves' fault for hitting this game winner that the Lakers are in this situation they're in Maybe. right now. I, I'd like to, uh, yeah, you never know. I don't know. I'm not a, an epidemiologist. I mean, when, I don't when you deconstruct the timeline, though, oh, yeah. you know, as, as a rookie, this might lead to, I don't know, another in and out run or something it like that. Be. Yeah. All, all I can say is the picture becomes far more unsettling and the, the yeah. post-game scene of everybody jumping on top of each other. Yeah, it's I, just, I, you know, this is, it's interesting. The NFL, um, for example, is announced today that they're changing their return to play um, guidelines and i don't know what the nba is going to do but every sport's in this weird place where trying to figure out like what to do everybody's vaccinated with asymptomatic cases or mild cases uh you know whatever it might be in, in returning players to play it would not surprise me and i don't know what the right answer to it is it wouldn't surprise me if the nba looked at that at the very least to try to figure out what is the right way to to uh, another way at the very least we can do this do we have the most efficient way that both recognizes the need for safety with the the very positive fact that 
most players who are getting infected do seem to be asymptomatic or only mildly ill. And if that's the case, is it safe for them? Not only spreading wise, I mean more for them as professional athletes to come back and play. I hope the answer to that can be yes at some point. I just don't know how fast leagues are going to be able to respond to it. It's well, just a tra- it's a really tricky problem. Baxter Holmes with ESPN reported today um, that I'm reading right now from his piece with the league facing a surge of positive COVID-19 tests, the NBA and National Basketball Players Association are in talks centered around increased uh, testing league-wide for vaccinated players and staff. Uh, league sources told ESPN it also noted that there was increased testing um, around Thanksgiving because there right. was an anticipation that people are going to be getting together more with families. And it's it's also the timing of this is really tricky, Brian, just like in the sense that you see and hear a lot of calls like on Twitter or sports media, whatever, for the NBA to take like as people are putting it like a pause, take a break, pause it for like a week. And the week, thing two that, weeks, whatever right. it might be. Well, yeah. what's interesting about that to me is, and I want to make it clear, I'm not even saying these people are wrong, but I'm not sure how effective that's actually going to be. Mm-hmm. Because if, say, you you paused it a week now, you'd, be, you'd basically be stopping games until Christmas starts. And then once Christmas starts, you're dealing with the exact same scenario of families and people getting together which creates a hazard for this thing. Then right after the right. holiday, you've got New, Year's, New Year's. You've got, sure. you've got uh, family, you know, players whose families, they've got kids who are off, stuff like that. Like, you know, it seems like to me, and again, as, a, as an admitted non-expert on this, but just somebody who's paid a lot of attention, you know, treated COVID from the beginning as a, as a serious thing to be cautious about, and also just trying to game it out logically, it feels like to really eradicate what's going on right now, you might need to pause it for like a month. Well, I think the month point and is, a half. I think the point is to really right. be effective, right? But I, I think, and I, I think what what leads. I'm not are, recommending that. I'm just saying. No, I, know, I, I understand that. I feel just, like you I'm not saying to. you are. I'm just saying that if if, if the goal, is, I don't think anymore is eradication. I think it is sure. like everything else in the world that sports leagues are trying to figure out how do you how do you work in a world where this is endemic, where this is something that's going to be with us for a long time, um, that's going to be with us. This season going to be with us next season. Like it's not COVID is not going anywhere. Um, and the, the the problem is, whereas you know, you and me, we do stuff. We can work from home. I you know, radio where people can work remotely in most things that they do, or even if they can't, you can take more precautions. You can socially distance. You can wear PPE at work if you're in close contact with there. There are things that you can do in virtually every other employment situation that you can't do in sports. You can't play basketball wearing PPE. You can't practice football, you know, socially distanced. You can't you just can't do that stuff. And so leagues are going to have to figure out like everyone else is how to li- how to operate in an endemic COVID world that in a way that keeps their athletes safe, doesn't jeopardize future health or anything like that. Keeping in mind there are things that we don't know about long-term impacts of COVID. Um, again, not even so much spread. I'm thinking about, do we know what it is for somebody who maybe has COVID to exert themselves like you have to in an NBA game? Does that potentially make it worse? I don't know. But if, as an athlete, I'd want to before I would keep playing. So, um, you know, but either way, the Lakers are likely to find more people inside um, the, the protocols before this is all said and done. 
Um, and if they don't, I think that would be considered dodging a bullet. And in the meantime, they got to figure out what to do with a very weird looking <laughs> group of players. Yeah, let me let me just say right now, because it has been very vo- in vogue and in fashion to complain about Frank Vogel's lineup choices. And you and I have at times been critical of them over the course of the season. Yep. Shut Surprise, the he didn't up. dive in front of that COVID germ before it got to Avery Bradley. That's all I'm saying. Shut Take the bullet up for him. about anything that's coming up like in the near yeah. future, like seriously, save your complaints. Yeah, The dude is working with a roster being held together with scotch tape at this point. Like whatever lineups he puts out there, they're the lineups that I think he needs to put out there in this particular moment. We're not, you know, we're not trying to carry water for Frank Vogel, but at some what point, do you do? I mean, you got be, be reasonable, down, be reasonable. You're down THT, um, THT, Monk, Westbrook, Bradley, uh, Dwight. Dwight, Trevor can't play yet. None is still out. So you've yeah. got like, they went from having like too many guards to basically no guards. They've got yeah. one big, um, you know, like they just they have like nine guys. You might see some of Jay Huff uh, and you might see some Chandy Brown. Like that, those kinds of things are probably things that we'll see and all that. I, don't, I have no idea what it's going to look like Friday night in Minnesota, Sunday in Chicago, assuming that game happens, all that stuff. What I do know is this is a moment we've talked about him a lot and how he's just sort of been vaguely disappointing and all that. If the Lakers are going to keep some of that momentum that they've built up, Anthony Davis has to be good, like, and he has to be really good. Um, and, 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 you know, obviously they have success, you know, just him and LeBron as a pairing. But the way he's been going over the last couple of weeks probably isn't going to cut it for a team that still is struggling some offensively. Yeah. I mean, these we've talked before, Brian, about just the idea of Anthony Davis not just playing well because he's played well this whole season, but playing in a way where you feel like he has left a very specific, it was done by Anthony Davis, like, like you would yes. leave graffiti afterwards, Anthony Davis was here. Like you want to feel like he tagged the game and he has not done enough tagging of the game this season. And you need to see that for however long there's going to be guys either missing or guys in and out of the lineup or just this general chaos that the Lakers are going to be dealing with. This is a moment where AD has to really not just put up numbers that in a vacuum could feel like superstar production, but where it's like, oh crap. Like that's a superstar performance. Like that's yep. when you leave the building. And that doesn't you mean just scoring forty like points. That. It doesn't mean it could mean rebounds. It could mean four block shots. It could be like there are a lot of ways. It's not that I'm, I'm sitting here going like, why hasn't AD scored forty? Like no, there, there are other ways for people to feel your presence in a game that go beyond scoring. And and you know I you know LeBron is famous for that, and other guys have, have shown that, and AD has shown that. It's just. This is that moment. If they're going to continue this momentum and working through this place, and you pointed out, he may not be completely healthy. I mean, so it's like, no, he know, may still I, I was, be I was feeling... doing radio on on Thursday with with Ramona Shelburne at ESPN, and she had, she thought the same thing as you did. Like, you know, you know, when we talked about it on on Thursday show, that if everybody was available, AD may not have played against Dallas. So, you know, all of those things have to be taken into consideration. But you know what? He's hardly the only guy around the league who isn't completely healthy. And this is just, Again, this is the gig. Yes, that's what I was going to say. At the, at the end of the day, this is what you both signed up for. 
you know, mm-hmm. what you forced your way into, no judgment, but you did, and also what you are getting, you know, top of the line superstar money for. Like this is this is ultimately what being one of the faces and the presumed eventual face of the organization mm-hmm. is. Like this is just yeah. what's needed of you. And it's the difference between sort of playing and being perceived as like the 12th best guy in the league or the 15th best guy in the league or somebody who's like legit. Like a couple of years ago, is he as good as Giannis? Like who, which guy would you pick? You know, and like all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and it doesn't have to be better than Giannis, but like, you know, in that group of guys at the very tippy top of the league is kind of where the Lakers expect him to be. I think where he expects to be and where he hasn't quite been yet this year. Um, so we'll see how that goes on Friday and into Sunday and beyond, depending on how long guys are out, hopefully for not that long. Uh, and hopefully guys more, most importantly, aren't sick. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's just, there's no, nobody wants it. <laughs> Do I have to explain why, why we hope people aren't ill with COVID? I hope not. Um, all right. So let's get back to Austin Reeves. Let's talk about happier things. We'll do that again. Do that next. Lockdown Lakers brought to you by Bill Bart's the holiday season, which means gifts, eating, and even more eating. And you know what? Go crazy because you earned it, but you got to offset that decadence with some type of responsibility. You just don't want it to taste responsible, which makes Built Bars perfect. It's the perfect holiday dessert. You can eat something that tastes awesome, but actually feel good about it. It's low calorie. It's low carb. It's low fat. It's high protein. It's covered in 100% chocolate. You got great flavors like raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. It's a great option for going ham during the holidays, but having your taste buds not know the difference. You want to cozy up with something warm? Okay, here's a little cheat code. Dip the Built Bar in some hot cocoa. Let it melt a little bit. Give your beverage a little bit of that Built Bar flavor, and then you got a little melty, snacky treat to go along with it. But just so you know, it does not make the cocoa itself any healthier. That's just what the Built Bar does uh, for itself. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCK15, 15% off at Built.com. Lockdown Lakers also brought to you by Bet Online. It's uh, They've got you covered there with more props, odds and lines than ever before all season long football season marching to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head on to our new updated uh, or mobile desk uh, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit you just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus uh, from baseball football nhl boxing and ufc down to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports favorites bet online where the games start um all right andy let's pretend that this photo didn't happen where everybody's piled up on Austin Reeves. This moment didn't happen. We have to worry now about Austin Reeves, you know, getting sick and other guys getting well, sick when they should no, be socially Ryan, distanced. Let's pretend, no, 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 no. Let's pretend we live in a world where that remains just innocent, exuberant joy. Yes. Let's, let's not pretend it didn't happen. Let's pretend that we can actually enjoy it happening. There's no fallout. Um, right. This was a, a moment kind of thinking about it you know a day later like in a season where there have just been there's just been very little pure happiness like this was one of those moments you could say there's a reason it wasn't just that they like the kid it wasn't just that it was a big shot i felt like at the at, when they won that game and you know especially piled on top of it the way that they won the kid who hit the shot all that kind of stuff 
that was a big release of a lot of stuff and like people really leaning into an opportunity to be happy about something, not just relieved, not just like we stole one or got away with playing, but like genuinely happy because you go back the last five minutes of that game, both in the, in, in regular time and in the overtime, it was bonkers. Like Lakers miss airballing three pointers. And we talked about it, you know, the, the, bank shot from maxi Kleba and you know all this like that game was insane and then they went out and they got big shots from ellington a big shot from westbrook a big shot from from reeves obviously it was just like happiness for that moment they everybody got to be happy and i i felt like it was a big release emotionally for those guys watching that game yeah i mean reeves has been the only pure positive story I think of this season where like, there's been nothing attached to it where mm-hmm. it feels like there's a, yeah, but like, you know, LeBron has played well sure, when he's been, been, been available. That's right. the, yeah, but Anthony Davis, as we've talked about many times, you still feel like there's an extra layer of presence and production that mm-hmm. hasn't been there yet. Russell Westbrook has been turning a good corner, but started out really slow and erratic. Yes. And there's, you know, still the overarching question of whether, Trading for him was a good idea in the first place, where whether it'll end up emerging ultimately a huge right, a lot of that, which is independent of how well he plays. Sure, sure. But that but that is going to hang over the season until yes. we definitively know it made sense to do it. And then you can go down the roster and find pretty much for everybody involved some type of yeah, but caveat. There's nothing like that with Austin Reeves. He has been, you know found money, but also really useful. Like it goes beyond just the idea of uh, outplaying your station. He's becoming a guy that is a really important part of what they do. And it should be noted that, you know, this is another coup for the Lakers scouting department to go. And, you know, it is a lazy comparison in a lot of ways to just compare him to Caruso, you know, two, you know, white guys from schools that aren't, you know, like, you know, undrafted, don't look like NBA players, one because he's built kind of funny and floppy hair, one because he's, you know, bald and balding guys in their 20s don't look like they belong in the kinda, NBA. You know, kind of goofy looking even if yeah, he had the hair. Sure, you know? you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, so, but the, the flip side is they're all, they're both, the, the basketball IQ for both of those guys is off the charts. Um, they both, turned into stout defenders or, you know, Caruso really much more. And then, you know, Reeves, you know, in ways that just were really, are really unexpected, you know, sort of just being solid on that side of the ball Um, and the utility that they offer kind of unexpectedly. My question is this, that I have, you know, let's assume that not that he's going to, you know, five of six from three point range every game, but that he, that I've seen enough to believe he is somebody who can help them in meaningful minutes, in meaningful situations, you know, with the starters down the stretch of games and all that stuff. I absolutely, I think I he's especially, he is especially, enough. well, he is especially best, I think, suited and aided to be playing with the starters. Like he's yes, actually somebody, he's actually somebody that fills a really good utility with those guys out there, but I think also benefits greatly himself yeah. by playing with really good, really experienced players. Like if he, if he played with the equivalent of, like, remember the the Lakers, uh, the Co- Co- uh, Kobe Powell years, that bench mob they had, which was a lot of younger guys, not as experienced beyond Lamar Odom. 
I don't think Austin Reeves would succeed in quite the same way with those guys. Like he he really does well with that sort of structure. And again, it's symbiotic. But I mean, also, he, too, he works well with other high IQ players. Yeah, and those guys exactly. tend to be starters. They tend yeah, to be people exactly. in the lineup and all that. Uh, my my question is, and I don't even know if we have enough time. I, I'll throw it out there, and it, it's something that we can kind of consider, you know, in the next week. Where you know, I you know, Austin Reeves not going anywhere, um, and THT is not coming back. You know, you know, hopefully quickly, but it could be a game or two. I'm wondering, does this change the math at all on how how willing the Lakers would be to to trade THT? Because the assumption is. If they trade him, they which they did not do for last year with Kyle Lowry. And by the way, this is a question that would be important whether Reeves literally didn't exist or not. Um, the Lakers didn't pull the trigger on a Kyle Lowry deal. They didn't pull the trigger over the summer with you know with things where where THT was on the table. Let's assume that they in a THT trade get something back better that is currently better than THT. Um, otherwise, why would you do it? I'm, I, I wonder how much of, of an impact the presence of Reeves, of a of an extra player that they didn't count on, who can perform a function that they may either have hoped another player would do or whatever it might be. I wonder how much that impacts the calculus because they're a better team in that way. The roster is a little better than they expected with a guy who can play defense, who can pass the ball, um, who can guard a couple different positions. Not exactly the same player as THT, but... Yeah. You know, but I I, I, like it. I mean, I know I understand too. A lot depends on well, what's coming back. I get all that. I just wonder if it changes the math at all at a time where THT is the only guy that they have that's really available to trade, and like the the pressure with the LeBron window and all that stuff is acute. Um, I don't. To be honest, I don't necessarily think one has much to do with the other. Um, okay. and, I, and I think I think you sort of answered your own question when you said that this would be a um, something they'd be wondering about independent of Austin. Oh, Reeves. absolutely. It, right. it, Austin Reeves didn't create this. I sure, 100% no, but agree. I also think that they're just, I mean, obviously it would depend on who you're getting back. But mm-hmm. Austin Reeves, A, is not proven. I mean, he. I believe in him and I think he's going to stay in the rotation you don't do a move like that based off one month of a guy that has one month of NBA experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, frankly, that's reckless. I mean, you you don't know what's going to happen with Reeves once the league starts really paying more attention to him. Let me finish. Let me finish, though. Okay. Wait, he's not proven enough, I think, to make you pull the trigger on a THT trade if you still are high on THT, if you still think THT brings a lot uh at least theoretically to the table of different things that you need and THT and Austin Reeves are very different players sure Reeves in a lot of ways they're in a lot of ways I'd say they're very opposite players there's things that you look for for THT that you don't look for from Reeves and vice mm-hmm. versa like you are looking for more of a dynamic stat filling presence you're looking for a guy that can put up 25 in a night. You know, you're looking for a guy that can be uh, a playmaker that we've seen so far more often from THT, at least over the course of three years than we have in Austin Reeves in a month. You know, I say all this as somebody that thinks, again, Austin Reeves is going to be in the rotation. I, I think he has the potential to be a very good role player. But what they, unless they've decided internally that they were just wrong 
on THT. Like they just, they did this wrong. I don't think one really has much to do with the other. My, let me, let me phrase it this way and then we'll go. Do you, would you as a GM feel confident enough in that? Okay. If we trade THT for player X, whoever that guy might be, that when we think of, because obviously, you know, I'm sure they're still high on THT. They, they should be, but they, the, the priorities might have just changed. Like, you know what? He's not going to help us enough this year, and we want to win right now. And, you know, okay. So, do you feel confident enough in Reeves to say, if we trade THT, he's going to come and he's going to fit in? And part of that fit is we're plugging in Reeves as a guy who can give us 25 minutes a game and perform, you know, the role that he seems to be stepping into, which is a guy who plays significant minutes often down the stretch and often. Or do you not yet feel that you would be confident enough in Reeves to be able to to have him as part of of like kind of the 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 framework of what the team would look like post THT too big a question mark is what you're saying. I, I don't really, again, I don't really think one has much to do with the other. I mean, whether or not you think Austin Reeves can be a useful rotation player moving forward, the answer is yes or no, regardless of what you do with THT. Right. So, but the, but the, 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 who you trade for, how much better you think you are, all of that stuff is related to who else is left on the team. And a lot of that is just, in my mind at least, is, you know, it, it doesn't move the needle yes or no. Like this is where we, we, we feel unencumbered. I'm just saying it might make you a little bit more I guess confident the, I guess in the, the team that you have. I, I guess mean, the I, flips, I, to me, I think it could make, I think it, it's one of those things that can kind of make a difference. I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, it's like, that would be, it would, to me, that would be a better question if you were looking to trade THT for a different type of player that isn't quite as developed and you're more, you're not as concerned about filling the specific gap of THT or his skill set or whatever. Like if say you're trading him for like Jeremy Grant and you know, Jeremy Grant's been linked to the Lakers, obviously THT would end up moving in that deal. If for no other reason than there's you nobody else to, to trade. There's nobody else. Jeremy Grant is better than THT now. Yes. So to that, to me, that has nothing to do with Austin Reeves. That's Jeremy Grant is better than THT now. Eh, so one enough. has nothing just, to do yeah, with the other. I, there's got plenty of time to kind of work through this. Um, so much depends on what it looks like when THT comes back. Uh, or when everybody quick, comes back. When everybody comes back. Um, and uh, a couple games over the weekend, no idea what they're going to look like. No idea who's playing. Uh, but we will be back on Monday with another episode. Thanks for making Locked on Lakers your first listen. Subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube. We'll see everybody Monday.